Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 132, Off Has Gone Wrong. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk to you about what happens when you have an accepted offer and something happens after, whether it be for the buyer or the seller. This is never a good time. Everybody had a common interest, whether it be the seller wanting to sell the property or the buyer looking to buy the property. And now something has happened that made that property go back on the market. There's lots of different scenarios why we have mortgage problems, home inspection issues, cold feet. We have a large number of different things that could possibly happen that could cause that to go wrong. So now let's break it down a little bit and talk about our duty as an agent and what can we do in order to better mitigate the issues that we're already going to be facing when the offer goes wrong. In order to release a deposit as an escrow agent, we must have one of three things. The signed mutual release, the court order or arbitration decision, or a completion of contract. That's an important one to understand. A lot of agents just think because the client wants out of the offer that they can just simply hand the check back. Well, this isn't true. As the escrow agent, as the broker, the person who's managing the escrow funds, we actually have to have one of those three things because we can't legally decide to just give the money out. Well, it might seem obvious to the agents that, hey, this person had a home inspection contingency, home inspection went bad, they want their money back, they just get it. Well, if that seller decides that they don't want to sign that mutual release, we cannot remove those funds until we go to the next steps. Unfortunately, a lot of times that means arbitration and possibly court. This is important to remember because we can't just give money out based on the decision. I know that we have these contingencies and I know that it seems very clear, but that could stop things from going normal. So this means when we have these situations, we as the agent want to best explain to our clients that we are not the ones holding the money back from them, but that this is the situation, here's where it goes, and this is what our next steps are gonna be. And then the completion of contract, that'd be just finishing out the deal. So when the deal finishes out, as you know, the money that is being held as quote unquote deposit money now becomes the down payment slash closing costs slash prepaids money. And if there's overages in the escrow, then it goes back to that buyer in order to pay them for the idea of maybe you have a zero down VA buyer or something where they're not going to be putting down, but they want to put good faith money. So they have no down payment, but deposits, remember good faith money to remind the seller that you're willing to move forward. And that if you don't, and you don't have a contingency that you're going to suffer the consequences of your own action. Remember when deals fall apart, it's our job to manage the emotions. Allowing people to become highly emotional is a quick way to allow things to become chaotic. So when a deal falls apart, a lot of times clients say he, she, they, them, they, why, oh my God. And what it is, is they're trying to pin something for the problem. But the truth is we have to mitigate that, take down the feeling of emotional and create a business sense feeling. Because it's important for us to understand first off, Is there a way to solve the problem? And second off, how do we move forward fast if not? Because remember, 
When problems arise, say it be a home inspection, let's just run it down a scenario, and something comes up like $1,000 worth of repairs, and the buyer decides, hey, listen, if the seller's not willing to do it, I'm not willing to move forward. So both the buyer and seller's agent are left in that catch-22 of if this doesn't happen, I'm not moving forward. It's our job as their fiduciary to watch out for them, because remember, canceling a deal over $1,000 and moving forward may feel like you won, but as the buyer, you're going to be subject to the cost of another home inspection, the cost of driving to and from all the showings, the cost of time. As a seller, you're going to be subject to having to disclose known material defects, having to go back on the market, and having to spend time as well as releasing the deposit if they had a home inspection contingency. So neither party really sits too good. What if they met in the middle of 500 500 pretty much would be a wash as to walking away for the buyer because the buyer is going to spend three to five, maybe even 600 on a home inspection and the seller is going to spend money and time into remarketing the home. I know the agent's responsible for the cost of the marketing, but the client's going to be the one that needs to clean the house, the one that needs to maybe take the family out to dinner to avoid the showings, the one that has the burden of maybe it doesn't go on as well as they plan, the market may be different. And also the known material defect disclosure here in the state of Massachusetts, if we know something's wrong, we have to disclose it. So what's a way around disclosing a known material defect as far as a home inspection? Well, it'd be to have another inspector or a licensed contractor come out and rule that it was not a problem, have the repair work done in order to properly mitigate the problem or to disclose the problem. So there's really no running by just canceling the contract with a buyer and deciding, I'll go back to market, I'll see if I can fool somebody else. And the problem with that is sometimes people think they can just go back to market and fool other people. This can be a Mass General Law 93A violation if the agent's involved, but also can lead to maybe getting a lawsuit against you because you lied in a no-material defect state, which can cause problems. person might demand, now there's real damages as a buyer. I've spent money on my home inspection. I'd like my money back because you already knew this problem exists. The truth is in real estate, oftentimes the truth makes the most sense. Telling the truth, making sure everyone understands. Because hiding things, it's not often that people hide things and they get away with it. They think they're going to get away with it. But honestly, out of my career, 13 years in real estate, I've seen that most often when people hide things in real estate, just come back to bite them even harder than it would have the first time. Whether it be the fact that they need to pay someone emergency rates to fix something right away, or it be that they sacrifice more money by negotiating it by negotiating it out of the contract with the buyer, or it just be that it never gets sold because people don't trust them. These are the things that can come to haunt you and the idea of not being honest. So one of the things that can stop offers from going wrong is complete honesty and complete disclosure. This means that the person knows what they're buying, they know what they're getting, they know how they're getting it, because you told them everything they needed to know. Next thing to remember is time is of the essence when deals fall through. Sitting around waiting or leaving the client to figure it out will lead you to not having a client. As a real estate professional, it's really important that we look at how do we continue to help this person? How do we fight to be their advocate? How do we make sure they get their deposit back if applicable? And how, if it's not applicable, do we make sure that we don't become part of the blame? 
one of the things you want to make sure is anytime somebody wants to fetch a deposit or keep a deposit that doesn't seem right to you, remember you're a real estate agent, not a licensed attorney or not a licensed lawmaker. You can't decide what you're going to do. You can request the money back. You can cite certain language. But ultimately, when people aren't returning deposits, when people aren't wanting to cooperate, you really want them to seek legal advice. Because here, the attorney can say, underneath this chapter, this law, I, I demand the money back. Whereas as an agent, a lot of times, we're really requesting the money back. So making sure to have that attorney get involved if need be for the client, that's an important step. Because otherwise, your client's going to think that you did not do your job or that you're the reason that the money was not returned back. When in fact, really, we're just a real estate agent helping you buy and sell homes. When it hits these messy slopes, this is when the law, the attorneys get involved and take care of the necessary uglies that happen when it comes to someone wanting to keep a deposit. Remember when writing offers that contingencies are our best friend in securing our client's deposit. Well, contingencies do weaken offers. We got to remember that they're there for a reason. If a home inspection is necessary to ensure our clients are feeling well about the house as well as able to afford it if anything comes up, that's something we need to have. If an appraisal needs to happen because they want to know that the price they're paying is right, it needs to be on there. We want to make sure each and every contingency, mortgage contingency, radon contingency, lead paint disclosures, if they want those contingencies, we want to have them because remember, this is what protects our deposit and allows the return. And then remember on the seller side, if you're representing a seller and the contingencies are there, making sure they understand that when we break up, if we do, this is going to lead to the return of the deposit. That way there, your client doesn't think you didn't protect them when you have to tell them that unfortunately, even though the buyer's leaving, they're leaving with their money. If you properly explained it when you went over accepting the offer, the client will already understand what's happening versus thinking it's you versus them. One of the biggest mistakes made in real estate is not offsetting the liability of what decisions are made. We sometimes try to over-explain things and overtake things on, which leads the client to believe that it's our fault the money didn't come back, that it's our fault the buyer walked away. And lots of times, or the majority of the time, it truly is not. Well, I hope this helps you better understand what to do when offers go wrong. Remember, mutual release, contract closure, or an attorney slash arbitration ruling is the only way to release that escrow funds. Thank you so much for listening this week. Make sure to subscribe. Tell all the other real estate professionals you know all about this. Check out our website, Facebook group, blog, and weekly newsletter, all found on realfacts on realestate.com. Thanks again and have a great week.